Hey, this is Randy Schwantz, and welcome to another episode of Agency Growth Machine, where we help you think through how to take this thing to another level. And, and look, what, what inspired me to, to, to record this thing this morning, uh, I got an email. It was from Optus Partners, which is a well-known, highly respected M&A firm in the insurance industry. You know, you got those guys, you got Reagan and Association Associates, you got Marsh Berry. I mean, all outstanding, phenomenal, professional firms, um, you know, that, that can help you sell your agency to somebody who wants to acquire it. And so that's what inspired this thing this morning. And here's what's really interesting. And, you know, if you're uh, just listening to this, what I have on the screen is a... Uh, 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 really an M&A sort of deal. And it's this rolling 12-month activity by buyer type. And here's what's really interesting. If you go back to 09, there was almost equal between uh, what the PE companies were doing, what private companies were doing, what public companies like Aon, Marsh, Willis were doing, and then they had others. And as you move it from 09 up to 2020, What's happened is the others went away. Public companies are just doing, I mean, less than 10%. Private is maybe 15%. And then public, uh, private equity and hybrid is uh, almost 65, 70% of the activities going on. So if you want to sell your agency, if, you, if you're the agency owner right now that says, I want to pull a shoot and get out, man, it's a great time to get out. The multiples are amazing. And um, the, the biggest acquirers, uh, Acrisure is buying them up. Uh, 2019, they did 98 deals. Broad Street Partners did 34 deals. Hub International did 51. Assured Partners, 44. I mean, just an amazing amount. When you add it all up, all reported transactions in 2019, there was 649 transactions. 649 of your competitors sold out to a private equity firm, to a public company, or to somebody else. And when you look at that history over 10 years, which uh, is shown in this report, um, it's, it's amazing that somewhere in the range of 5,000 of your competitors have sold out. Now, you can look at that in a couple of different fascinating ways in my mind. You can look at it as maybe you should sell out too. And if that's what you want to do, man, I encourage you to go do it. Pull a shoot, get out. Um, if I, I'm going back to the summary of agency acquisitions by year, 2016, 461, 2017, 611, 2018, 643, last year, 649. Um, and this year, even with COVID, they're smoking it like they're on crack. These people out there doing these deals like crazy. So you've got the opportunity to take this thing, sell it out and um, cash it, get the big check. And there you are, man. Your life is different. But if, if you are one of those agency owners who is saying to yourself, I think I can grow this thing, then in essence, you you need a plan to do that. And so, again, for those of you who are uh, watching this on YouTube or something like that, you see I'm holding up a book, Think and Grow Rich. 
is written in 1960 by Napoleon Hill. It's as relevant today as it ever was. I'm on page uh, 157. I'm on page 157. If you want to get a copy of this, it's free. You go to my website, thewedge.net slash TGR for Think and Grow Rich. This book is now in the public domain, so it's important for you to know I'm not stealing it. I'm offering it to you because now it's in the public domain. And if you would just turn to page 157, um, he goes through these things um, uh, about training yourself to be persistent. So when you, when you think about what's the difference between that agency owner that is growing their agency at a clip of 12, 15% year over year, over year, over year. And the one that is down there at 5% or 3% or something like that. And by the way, uh, the majority of those firms that are being bought out are not high growth agencies. Some of them are, but the majority of them are, are down there suffering around three, four, 5% and some even lower. And so those are pure, what I'm going to say, equity plays. It is arbitrage at the best. And it's brilliant. You got to take your head off to the guys at the top of those firms, Acquisure, Street Partners, NFP, all those people. They're amazing financial geniuses. Uh, they know how to buy uh, a $10 asset for five or $6 and then, and then really pocket that other three or $4 spread. They know how to do that. They're incredible at it. And they deserve everything they get in a positive way. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful model. And look, it happens in almost every industry. So it's not a big deal. The question you have to ask is, where do you fit into that deal? So you can be in the part that says, I'm going to sell out, take the money and move on and do whatever. Uh, I'm going to stay hunkered down um, with you know, low growth rates, producers that are all over the place, uh, fat cats, people who can't produce, account managers called producers, uh, all this sort of stuff. I, it's interesting. I was reading uh, Chris Barand wrote an article, uh, What's in a Name? And he and he's, 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 he's pretty sarcastic when he was saying that if you take an account manager and you give them the name of a producer, then therefore they are a producer. Well, they're really not. An account manager is an account manager, and most agencies are loaded with account managers. And so you've got, you, you're, you're at a position, if you're an agency owner, to sit there and go, I want to sell it, get out of this thing, take the cash or reinvest the cash. I mean, I've got friends that have been bought out and they pushed it forward and then they doubled their money again. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, they're, they're rich. Um, you've got the guys that I know that are decided to stay independent. Uh, I think about John Sharp with Hardenberg. He went from five million to fifteen million over the last five or six years. Uh, Arthur Hall went from two million plus to over four million. They've doubled it in the last several years. Dirk Fournier uh, out in Portland, Oregon, has doubled his agency. Uh, ben McDonald up in uh, Edmonton has doubled his agency. And I just got the whole list of people who have remained independent and decided to double their firms. And you can do that too. So your three choices are sell out keep it and double it or go to the bunker mentality and just put up with what it is. And um, I'm looking forward, just so you know, 
uh, no use in hiding this. I'm looking for agency owners that want to stay independent and want to double their firms. And so part of the formula for doubling the firm is in the book, Think and Grow Rich. It's on page 157. And he, he calls it out as you, you can train yourself to be persistent. So the secret to most success is not amazing brilliance and not amazing genius. In fact, the reason that these acquisition firms are so successful is number one, they've got an interesting financial model. Number two, they have built sales teams that would trump almost any agency they buy. They've got a marketing team. They're doing emails. They've got a phone solicitor calling to set up appointments. They've got a team that goes in, does the analysis and works through the close. They, they're, better, they're better at selling themselves than they are at helping their agencies become great at selling because what they're interested in is the dollar. I buy a $10 bill for five or $6 and then pocket the rest. And that's how we create major wealth if you're a PE firm. So it's a beautiful thing. So back to page 157. He talks about you can train yourself to be persistent. The key to you being extraordinarily successful as an agency owner is to build a persistency when it comes to helping train and coach your producers to be more successful. So A, he says, A, a definiteness of purpose. Knowing what one wants is the first and perhaps the most important step toward the development of persistence. So as an agency owner, have you ever really got clear on what you want? What's your purpose? What do you want to do with this thing? Is it to create wealth for you and your family, generational wealth for you and your family? Is it to create an environment that you can bring other people in and allow them to be successful? I mean, what's your reason for owning, owning this agency? Why are you there? And he goes, a strong motive forces one to surmount many difficulties. And what are the difficulties you're going to run into? Well, look, um, in fact, it's in my book. Again, if you're on video, you can see it, Agency Growth Machine. By the way, if you want a free copy, you can go to my website, thewedge.net, and just write it on the homepage, enter your email address, and I'll send you a free digital copy of Agency Growth Machine. But in that book, what I talk about is, you know, when, when, when a PE firm or somebody buys you, two things happen. First thing happens is, you cut every expense you can so you can maximize the profit and maximize your payout. Then after that happens, in order to maximize it to another level, you cut commissions, um, you eliminate uh, crazy expenses. Um, and, and the problem with all that is then it puts your agency in kind of a dead zone, a no growth zone. It makes it even worse rather than better. So when you want to hire people, it takes a certain level of of, of persistence and you're going to be run into those difficulties. How do I, how do I, how do I get a commission deal that's correct? How do I start to run great sales meetings that help people win? How do I create differentiation that makes a difference? It's like rocket fuel to help people go do things. So you're going to run into difficulties, big deal. That's what the world is. So number one is a definite, a purpose. Definite means really clear, not cloudy, not vague. You know why you're in this game and what you want to do. Number two, desire. It is comparatively easy to acquire and to maintain persistence in pursuing the object of intense desire. So what is desire? I mean, one of the best ways to think about desire, I think, is back when, when we were in the dating mode and, you know, you had your girlfriend or you had your boyfriend and it was that lust. It was that I can't wait to go see him. 
It's that uh, can't wait for Friday night and the date. I can't wait. It's that I can't wait sort of feeling. That's desire. Um, or you see uh, you've got a vacation coming up and you're really excited about going snow skiing or that's desire. So, so desire, when you, when you really cranked up your desire for this thing that you want, it enables you to surmount and stay persistent and stay in the game. Number three, self-reliance. Belief in one's ability to carry out a plan encourages one to follow the plan through with persistence. So here's some really critical words. Belief in one's ability to carry out a plan. One of the hardest things for agency owners is that when we test them, they test out, there's a Colby test. And if you haven't done that, you ought to do it. Um, uh, but uh, there's four major, four major little deals. But one is called a quick start. A quick start, I'm a quick start. A quick start is one that, man, you bounce from things to things to thing. And that's a lot of salespeople are like that. Well, your challenge as agency owner is that you're a salesperson first and you're a professional owner second and many times way down the deal. So belief in one's ability to carry out a plan encourages one to follow through with persistence. Many times for you to carry out a plan, you need a team. And a lot of what we do when we bring people on and onboard them on is help them really define team members, what I think of as assistant coaches to help them run sales meetings, to help them do ongoing training, to help create accountability, to develop through with the services so that you're sitting there as almost like a head coach of a team and you've got your offensive coach, defensive coach, special teams coach. You need those coaches so that you can have belief that you will carry out this plan of growing your agency. Number D, uh, a definiteness of plans, organized plans, even though they may be weak and entirely impractical, encourage persistence. All it says is, do you have a written plan? We've cranked up our marketing a lot, and I'm talking to a lot of agency owners, many of them with one or $2 million in revenue, maybe one or two or three producers. I ask them all the time, would you hire this person again? And many times the answer is no, I wouldn't. I said, okay, well, do you have a plan for hiring? And in many cases, the answer is no. So I, I get them to think through what's a financial plan. You know, you got, it's like every deal, you got income, expense, net. And when you start hiring producers, income is zero, expenses, you know, it is whatever it is. And then your net is, so you're going to have a net loss for several months. Are you willing to sustain that so that you stay in the game, you have a plan and you drive the plan? Secondarily, do you have a, a hiring plan where you're going to go find these guys? Do you have a plan for how you're going to vet them to see if they can sell commercial insurance? And then do you have an onboarding plan so that when you bring them in, you're going to train them, get them up and going, get their goals going, train them how to sell, you know, confirm that they're doing the right kind of activity so that if you did make a mistake, um, you can pull the plug fast, but then secondarily, so that they have a path to run on and it's not the traditional come on in, let me send you off to carrier school and, uh, you know, you know, go, go, just good luck, man. So definite plan. Next, accurate knowledge. Knowing that one's plans are sound based upon experience or observation encourages persistence. So in the book, I'm holding it up again, Think and Grow Rich. He talks a lot about specialized knowledge. So you can have a lot of knowledge, but like as a insurance broker, you've got specialized knowledge. You know about cyber, you know about liability, you know about workers comp, you know about the mod, you know how reserves are promulgated. 
you know how to write a narrative to, to get the, the underwriter to want to, you know, uh, entertain your deal. It's a specialized knowledge. So you have to have specialized knowledge to be a great insurance broker. But isn't it fair to say you have to have specialized knowledge to be a great sales culture developer? And if you got that and you create a plan around hiring, training, and really managing and developing producers, then it's a foregone conclusion. When you don't have that specialized knowledge and you don't have a plan, then many people try it and quit. So the secret to persistence, the secret to you growing your agency is that accurate knowledge. Next, cooperation. He goes, sympathy, understanding, and harmonious cooperation with others tend to develop persistence. What does that mean? You've got a team of other people that are in harmony that want to do the same thing you want to do. You got producers that want to grow their book of business. You got, you got commercial lines managers that want to have a great department and serve clients really well. That harmony is what makes things fun and interesting, and it reinforces persistence. When you don't have that, it doesn't mean you can't create it, but you need to acknowledge it. And through that harmonious thing, you create cooperation. Next is willpower. Willpower, the habit of concentrating one's thoughts upon the building of plans for the attainment of a definite purpose leads to persistence. So the key thing here is the habit of concentrating. You have a purpose. You know what you want. You have a goal. Double your agency. You have a plan. Hire producers. Train producers. Manage these people to another level. That habit is equal to willpower, and it creates persistence. And then he goes, habit is last. Habit. Persistence is the direct result of habit. Persistence is the direct result of habit. The mind absorbs and becomes a part of the daily experiences upon which it feeds. So think about this right now. Right now, we're right, you know, we're five days out from the election, five or six days out for election. If you're watching news, all you're hearing is about what Biden is saying about Trump and what Trump is saying about Biden. If you get if you get locked into that stuff, I mean, it, it, it that drives who you become and what you are. Or you can watch the stock market and what's happening with that. Or you can watch the riots and what's happening with that. That whatever you put your mind in is what you become. The mind absorbs and becomes a part of the daily experiences upon which it feeds. Fear. The worst of all enemies can be effectively cured by forced repetition of acts of courage. Fear, which is the worst of all enemies, can be effectively cured by forced repetition of acts of courage. So when you do things that cause you to be courageous, that you have to step outside your comfort zone, then you start to build your fear bubble to where it stays outside of you and it doesn't affect you. All right. So let's go back to what we're talking about here today. I saw the report. I'm going to pull it up again. Let's see if I can share my screen for those of you who are, who are watching this. Um, you've got all these private equity firms that are buying people out like crazy. If you want to be bought out, it's a good time. Um, big firms are getting shot, you know, taken out. I mean, $100 million firms. Uh, $80 million firms. So a lot of that stuff's going on. As you know, um, uh, Aon bought Willis or Willis bought Aon or something. I don't recall. I mean, a lot of stuff's going on. Um, 
you can see a graph right here that most of it's happening by the PE firms, Acrisure, Broad Street, Hub, Assured Partners, uh, World Insurance Association, blah, 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 Hill, somebody else. I mean, they're the, they're the big acquirers. So all you got to do is just take the phone call or call them and go sell your agency. I'm on the page now where it just shows this, this, this trend up since 08 to, to 20 of, of how it's gone from 40 a quarter up to some crazy number up here, 150 a quarter is how many acquisitions are happening. So you can get in on that game. You can be the next one to sell your agency, tap out and get out of this business. But if you're one of those people who says, that's not me, I want to grow my agency and I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied with the, with the growth I have, I'm really not satisfied with my ability to accurately hire producers and get them on board. I'm not happy with my ability to get my current producers motivated, selling and growing, and I need systems, then go to my website, thewedge.net, and uh, let's schedule the call and we'll chat. So have an awesome rest of the year. Uh, stay focused and be persistent so you can be the one that says, I'm thinking and I'm growing rich. See you later.